Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friend. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. We are rebooting the podcast uh, for this episode. We are rebooting it because we want to have a number one to inflate sales of this comic and we are going to reboot it. We're going to have our special guest characters in here. They are Cynthia Rose and Kirsten Basio. How are you? I'm feeling great. Good so to good. be a diversity hire. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, you are really kind of an expert uh, consultant uh, on all things uh, pop culture, both of you. So it's more than, I, I guess diversity would mean actually um, intelligible and smart versus the schmucks who are normally on this podcast. And that is Michael Winfield and Richard Manfredi. Uh, Howdy. Howdy. What? Howdy. Wait, what? <laughs> I'd like to open with an insult. We just got recast right away and I don't feel comfortable at this. And a at very all. fuck you to you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. we, just keeping we, you guys on your toes. We just got retconned out of the, our own podcast, Michael, and it is what it is. Well, I, yeah. So now they're on our podcast, but you know them from their podcast, which is Masters of the Obvious. And gosh, press pause on this thing right now and go give a listen to some past episodes of that podcast because they have all kinds of wonderful guests uh edumacatus cynthia or kirsten and who has been on your podcast before and what topics you've had uh we've had uh kelly sue DeConnick on and oh gosh trina robbins who else have we had kirsten well and kelly sue especially was a huge get for us because she gave us carol danvers as uh, yes. captain marvel in the comic books she actually uh was a consultant on the movie as well um, so she, yeah, she was a delight to have on. And of course, if you're familiar with her husband, Matt Fraction, who does Hawkeye and sex criminals, like a powerhouse family. So it was cool to have them on Trina Robbins, uh, the second woman to ever illustrate Wonder Woman, even though she's kind of known as the first, but there's some technicality there. She also helped design Vampirella's outfit and is like a historian of cartoonists, female cartoonists. Um, we had Max Bemis on. We were talking about X-Men earlier. He did an X-Men um, comic and he did Moondite and he has a bunch of uh, uh, indie stuff and is the lead singer of Say Anything. Oh God, who else? Uh, we had some YouTubers well, on. Yeah, and uh, we were working on uh, the first episode of season two and we have actress Rose MacGyver on. She's our, uh, our next She's that is that is pretty amazing. I I I have had some comic I did an open mic in North Hollywood with as a guest. So that's how uh, the elite guests that we've been pulling. Um, but nice. what are we going to chat about? We're going to chat about a lot of different things, and it's going going to meander just a little bit. Um, but one thing that is chief on our minds is the series Wandavision, and. In a few episodes, uh, this will drop on Thursday, and so we'll have an episode that I think drops that night, but we have a few more episodes uh, until we find out what's the deal with Westview, what's, what is th this world that's being created, where is it coming from? And I love I love the idea that maybe Jerry Seinfeld is coming into here. What's the yeah. deal with Westview? <laughs> the no, man! Um, <laughs> And uh, it was Snapple bottles appearing for everywhere. No, so we're going to find out, uh, and we it will put an end to perhaps to some of the uh, guesswork that is happening out in the blogoverse and universe and fanverse about uh, WandaVision and fan theories and stuff like that. So we're going to talk about some fan theories, but along the way, I think it would be fun to discuss uh opportunities that uh marvel or other uh of the big two or indie comics uh publishers have taken to reboot characters uh whether it's just to uh create generate sales or whether it's to re-envision in a cool new way these characters and we know wanda and vision were both kind of rebooted in the mcu and how that spilled over into the comics and all that kind of stuff so um we're going to discuss some of the fan theories. So I, I want to start by asking our masters of the obvious uh, persons to uh, let us know which of the fan theories regarding one division are your favorites, and maybe just give us one that you like. Well, a big one that's actually confirmed now is that it is based off of House of M. Do you remember um, in the trailer they were really excited? Everyone was super excited to point all the Easter eggs 
And when they were first episode, they were pouring that bottle of wine and it had, it was a French phrase and it had a big N and everyone mm-hmm. was like, it's based off of House of M. But uh-huh. it wasn't confirmed, but that's confirmed now. Well, okay, cool. That was uh, confirmed. It is. For, 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 the, um, for the layman who don't know, the House of M storyline was um, one based on um, uh, Scarlet Witch basically using her reality altering um, properties to uh, remove what, 98%, even more so, of um, mutants from the Marvel comic book her universe. famous line was no more mutants yes yeah. and um this came after uh something called i believe it was called the decimation where 16 million mutants were killed um by sentinels so there, there weren't a lot of mutants to begin with but she just kind of came along and um even reduced it even further reducing it down to 198 in the marvel universe which is not even it's not even a species it's a it's an idea and um uh, well, technically, they're not even human. Do you remember when, when Marvel um, won the case? It was against Toy Biz. I think they were. Uh, the The case was whether or not X Men were humans. Mm. So they would pay an extra tax on if they were human figurines. Whoa! And they really? Won, and they're not human, so they got to pay like half the the tax price on to make those toys. But that seems just like a tax dodge. At yeah. That point. They're not even like, yeah. They had to release a statement not too long ago to kind of like pedaling back on that. Like, no, <laughs> they're humanoids, guys. One thing like that I love or something. whether we learn the, uh, whether this is uh, something that is uh, in, w- revealed in the final kind of reveal of what, what's going on is that Scarlet Witch and Wanda have this incredible amount of power that exists fans of the comics know but fans of the mcu see her as this person who's in a battlefield doing some hocus pocus or she is an incidental character uh in, who's kind of moving plot points along and her tragic loss of her partner is a huge thing but i don't know if anybody who is just an mcu observer will know the incredible power she has over the reality and the things that are happening and so i think that's a cool thing that's happening in wandavision uh, right now, Michael, do you have any fan theories that you've skimmed on the on the web or that you've held in on your own? Well, one thing that I think uh, I've been interested to see is is the vision aspect of it. And um, at the end of um, uh, Infinity War, when Thanos kind of pulls the the mind gem out of Vision, he kind of uh, loses all color as one does when one dies, but he literally lost his color when he went from red and green and yellow to kind of like this kind of grayish, uh, you know, just this kind of, he just looked like bone and looked like a tombstone. It was just so sad, but they never really talk about him uh, in Endgame or, or any of the, the other films, not that they would, because it was, you know, they only, they've only had like two other movies since, since the you know, kind of the phase three thing wrapped up. But Vision coming back into this, he's been this very, you know, jovial, interesting character when in the comic books, he is often portrayed as um, very stoic and very robotic. And one thing that I I saw was that uh, kind of the semi-protagonist bad guy, the guy that is probably not ultimately the main bad guy because it would be too obvious, um, I don't know his name, Harrington, something like that. The 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 white government guy that's running the whole operation. Oh, Director Hayward. Hayward, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Um, that you know, uh, the uh, the Darcy character kind of you know hacked into his network and pulled up some folder, and it was the folder. It was called Cataract, and uh, as you as people have been speculating that Cataract and vision, which means it's white and cloudy. So I, I wonder if his, the theory is, is that the vision that is gonna emerge out of this, whatever this is, is gonna be a more robotic, more completely white colored character that's more attuned to what he was like for much of his kind of existence in the, the Marvel comics. Um, 
And I think that's really interesting. I think that is a clever way to uh, get him back to this other kind of iconic look for uh, a comic book character. That was a really cool play on words. <laughs> the, the, the cataracts and vision. <laughs> yeah. I didn't catch on to that. Well, I, you know, I, uh, we talked about it on like our last um, podcast um, with our guest, Jim Coughlin, and he was talking about how, and, and Richard, I think you talked about it too, how Marvel is so good at kind of holding the hands of uh, new people who are watching these movies and experiencing these characters for the first time, but then really paying off to people who have been reading comics for any amount of time, whether it's one year or you know, 60 years or however, however long it, you've been enjoying these characters. And something like that is just, uh, it is just like, just it's nerd bait. It's just like, I can't wait to see what Paul Bettany as the vision would look like just completely white and on screen. And it would look so weird and iconic and just like, uh, just wonderful. And he was credited as the vision. They do fan service like that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. He was credited as the vision in this last episode too. Mm. Hmm. That's interesting. Why do they call? Why is Viz short for Vij? And why do they call him Vij? Why do they call him Onion? Deep. (laughs) (laughs) That's the real question. Uh, One thing I love, I think, piggyback on what you said, uh, is that for the first three episodes, it was profoundly about pop culture in the fifties, sixties, and seventies. And you were pulling in an audience that had been perhaps fatigued by the MCU and the uh, patterns that they'd created in these films. You pull in these people that don't need to know anything about uh, Wanda or Vision. They can know a little bit and they get pulled in. So that I think is a big victory. And then knowing the context, this is on TV, on cable, on Disney Plus. So you have to know, play to the room. So I think that uh, Marvel is doing a pretty good job of that okay pietro recast why do we know why who knows why there's a lot you know, of theories about yeah that there's a lot too. of theories about that yeah i mean yeah. It, it could be that that pietro has been recast because he has been sent in there as a spy for sword that's mm-hmm. one of the theories that i've heard i'll throw that one out there um you know it, it could be just as simple as how do we get the the X-Men mutants world into the Marvel universe. And this is kind of sort of a go going to be the way to do that. There's several ways you could do it. That could be one. Okay. I think that's an excellent, like a really masterful, very MCU way to tie it all together. And bring in the multiverse. Yeah, because we're, we're gonna get Wanda in um, Multiverse of Madness. Multiverse so of madness. Mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's right. all perfectly falling into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me ask this question: If if we know now that this is sort of based on House of M, does that mean the Mephisto is going to be the the ultimate bad guy here? Because he's always I've, the ultimate bad guy. Well, he's that's MCU's devil. That's true. Um, I I had read I'd read a few theories because the term nightmare had been used several times mm-hmm. in this last episode. Nightmare's so I... uh, helmet ends up in this, the title sequence in the second episode. Right, I had seen that as well. So that, that I'm kind of curious of whether they're, going, whether they're going to stick with the pure House of M route or whether they're bringing Nightmare in as, as sort of a, whether it's a secondary bad guy or someone who's, directly responsible for this i don't know what your guys thoughts are on this i don't think um the mcu ever does a direct translation of a comic book i think actually most properties more most ips do it i mean star wars did it with like the quote-unquote not canon novels that they borrowed a hell of a lot from (laughs) so i think that they're just kind of cherry picking things that they like i don't think it's going to completely play out like house of them at all i think they're going to borrow from each little property and throw it together in a weird little pizza <laughs> but just fun little toppings one thing that i enjoyed about the latest episode i guess this this is a uh, meaning episode six so for those who are hearing this on thursday it's not episode seven was that it worked for me as a very special halloween episode of a sitcom 
Like it had all the trappings of that Halloween episode of that show that you love or tolerate or uh, uh, in that, in that like everything was the bright, shiny version of Halloween. I love Halloween episodes of sitcoms because the costumes in real life are all janky and thrown together the last minute. The costumes on TV shows are uh, ordered from Western costume and they're all perfect or they were sewn precisely for the characters by professional uh, uh, wardrobe people. So I loved how well that episode worked on just the base level of entertainment and then folding in the, uh, uh, the plot development, developments and the, and the way in which the world was uh, literally growing bigger. I also love, one thing I love about um, WandaVision, it took two people that are two characters, the Jimmy Woo and Darcy Lewis characters, two people who I just kind of liked that were underused in their franchises and pulled them into this just to be people to sit around with me and wonder WTF is happening. So <laughs> that's something that's like working huge for me. And I realize that's not, that's not a fan theory or anything like that. I think it's really great when they insert the audience avatar into it. Yeah. We need to have someone to relate to and have like a security blanket while our complete like ideology is torn apart limb for limb. Yeah. <laughs> like everything we believe in and like a, a trap door opens and you fall through. That's what Zwanovision feels like right now. So it's good to have that character you relate to and you see things kind of through their eyes. Yeah. Also, and, it's really funny that Darcy is like a physicist, but also a computer hacker out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All physicists. But I love Mary Sue. So what are you yeah. going to do? <laughs> Everyone's exactly. a Mary Sue in Star Wars and Marvel. Like, come on. <laughs> We're not going to explain this in a logical way. I also thought it was kind of fun that Catherine Hahn got to kind of dial into the dramatic part of her character because she was the crazy sitcom neighbor in mm-hmm. three different decades for the last... Uh, four episodes so mm. it's kind of fun to see her kind of pulled into that where do you say Michael? and being hella sus too she is so sus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and okay, we all we, we all okay. know who that is right that's agnes right it has yeah. to be agnes. It has to I mean, be when you talk about the halloween episode the fan service of the costumes and she's wearing I the witch it. costume mm-hmm. i mean One thing, uh, what I was going to say is one uh, thing that I've really liked about the show is, you know, it's kind of um, traipsing through um, the history of sitcoms uh, from uh, I Love Lucy slash kind of Dick Van Dyke to Bewitched, um, in a very obvious note to uh, The Brady Bunch and um, Full House. I was totally unexpected that the opening of the show for this last week, episode six, I think, was this Malcolm in the Middle um, kind of, it was perfect for like, you know, a a time period of, uh, I don't know, it was so, it, like they kept, everything they captured about it was perfect from the little commercial, like the kind of fruit, the, the fruit chew, shark in the water commercial yeah. was so very 90s or, you know, kind of late period 90s to the uh, Malcolm in the Middle in your face thing. And it's, my, the thing, the theory that I've been thinking of is like, what are they going to do next? What is like the next version of the sitcom? Is it going to be like an office type, um, you know, handheld uh, documentary style oh, sitcom yeah. that they're going to do? I, like, I, I've been trying to figure out what the next sitcom episode, because I don't think they're going to do that for like the, the final episode. I think it, whatever it is, I don't know how long it's running or it's eight or 10 episodes. It's going to probably wrap nine episodes is probably going to wrap up with a big kind of like all these barriers are going to be broken. But I think that like, they still have another, they still have another like decade of uh, sitcoms to go through. And I think it's going to be kind of like that, the office or. Um, I think it's going to be a direct call. Uh, I think it's going to be a direct reference to modern family. Modern family. There you go. There's that. That was the one that was on the tip of my tongue. It was just like, um, that's that's handheld and it just kind of going around with this family as if you're you're existing in their real life mm-hmm. um but it will be and i think it'll be interesting i think i think it'll be a, they've surprised me definitely okay of all the fan theories what is there one that you want it to be who are you asking yeah oh, you, do you want me to just rattle off 
Yeah, lay it on us. Yeah. Listen, L.com did the work for me. <laughs> Thank they you. Out of it, all the theories that could happen next. Do I have this episode? Do I have that up right now? Absolutely, I do. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Usually it's wiki. Usually it's Wikipedia that we use like, as our Bible. So it's it's glad. I'm glad we're bringing L into the mix. We diversify. We we're do. mostly Cosmo girls, but today it's L. I mean, yeah. You know, Wait, let me read. is not cutting it today for those nerd news. No team. Um, so we. We covered House of M, um, which is a whole goddamn thing. We, we, we you did a good job uh, summarizing it, Michael. It, Mephisto would be a major player in it, and I hope to God they're going to bring Mephisto to the show because I would like a spicy, sexy devil kind of like in... I feel like I'm young enough that my sexual awakening could have been the devil in Powerpuff Girls. Okay, not, um, not Tim Curry and Legend or he's, anything. He's so sexy, and for what? And for what? It's a kid's cartoon. Anyway, I hope Mephisto comes back. I hope that he's vaguely gay. Um, and I also, because I don't know how else we, we got her kids into the show. Like, how did I don't think she could manifest that on her own because in the in the comics she had used shards from Mephisto to create them. So, I mean. Maybe they've got My favorite writers. Theory Maybe they have even better explanations. Is that everybody is Mephisto? Like, is it Pietro? Is it everybody? You know, Agnes. We're everybody. Mephisto. Are you Mephisto? <laughs> I'm Mephisto. Um, theory number two is very vague. Elle, you're not coming in clutch right now. Theory number two is Wanda is the show's villain. Do you guys agree with that? I think she is. I, she she has suffered pain. She is the victim. She is a victim, but she is imprisoning everybody in in her fantasy yeah i think it depends on what your what your definition of villain is you know whether or not someone who has experienced this this incredible ptsd at this point in in and in, in the in the uh timeline of of this app the series you know she had only come back like, like she, you know from the snap like days before there was something weird going on with that timeline that i don't quite understand but i think it depends on what you think you know what your concept of a villain is you know is someone who is trying to do something that they think is good and righteous sometimes that makes the best villains i guess is there something that she's protecting from hayward capturing it and using it and weaponizing it and if, if, she, well, if she manifested vision though then she's the villain if he's just trying to get this thing, if she brought him into play, is she the villain? If, if but if she's protecting Hayward from weaponizing Vision, is she the I, is she the hero? Right. I happen to think that Scarlet Witch, as the villain, is kind of the red herring of it. I think it's it would be too obvious if she was. Um, there was a moment, uh, not this last episode, but I think that in episode five, where like Vision first kind of taps into the brain of one of his coworkers. And he keeps saying like, oh, she's controlling everything. She's doing this. And his immediate thought is Wanda is the one that's controlling everything. But I think that is just a, you know, pronoun problem. I don't necessarily think that it is Wanda that is, she may think she's in control of everything, but I think there's probably a higher power, whether it's Mephisto or some other witch, as you uh, mentioned um, with the Agnes character of, I think that there is someone else that is manipulating Wanda in the first place to steal the vision, you know, carcass back and to establish it within the hex and to do all these things that she thinks she is uh, having some um, aspect of control over her life. But I think that um, ultimately, I think that's, that is just another facade. I think there's something, there's some, there's someone else that is doing something to her uh, within this. I don't think that she is the true villain. I think she'll, you, you mentioned the snap. I think she'll snap out of it. Well, and I think that, that the fact that when Pietro first shows up, she is very su clearly surprised by this and, and even says, this, I didn't do this. I think kind of speaks to this idea that there is some other element at work beyond just her, her powers. Richard, you've got the um, the list in front of you. Is there something that you see on that list that you want to bring to well, light? Oh, can I can I touch yes. on her being a villain? Yes. Yeah. Uh, 
Sorry, Richard. <laughs> no, go ahead, please. Please go the ahead. The real dick is Kirsten, not Richard. <laughs> um, well, I, I, I think I agree with Michael that obviously I think that her strings are being pulled. I think that she thinks that she does have a certain amount of control, but so many times during the show, she states that she doesn't know. I'm not in control of everything. That huge fight that she had with, with, with uh, that huge fight that she had with Vision. Um, so yeah, it could be Hayward. It could be sore, but did you guys see in the IMDB credits in the cast that we're getting James Spader as Ultron back? Whoa. Wow. Whoa. We did not see that. No. And they could just be the voice of Ultron, but it's James Spader is in the credits now. Mm-hmm. And that's how we found out about Petro early too, because of the Evan Peters leak. And because Ultron and Vision are so interconnected, I think he has something to do with it. And I think that it, I wouldn't be surprised if Ultron isn't Ultron isn't completely gone. And either he, he Vision is carrying some of Ultron's conscious or it's uploaded somewhere else. And that's how Darcy um, found out when she was doing all the hacking and why they're so interested in Vision in the Wanda universe mm-hmm. more than anyone else and only tracking him. That's I hope it's not just a theory. flashback. You know, like sometimes they'll put like just a flashback. Like, remember that thing that happened at Sokovia? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Ultron cameo. <laughs> Back. And then the, the Jewish washing of Wanda, too. She's a, a Romani, a Romani uh-huh. Jew in the books. And now she's not oh. even from there. She's from Sokovia. She's not Jewish. Yeah. And this is kind of barely even related, but I, it really kind of bothers me because that would have been an excellent representation. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, yeah. maybe they're going to bring um, James Spader back uh, in my, my assumed um, uh, when they're going to do a, a version of The Office as the Robert California role. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe go. they'll just maybe they'll just have him roll out and do whatever weird thing that he did there that was just perfect for seven episodes. I would hey. love to hear him oh. call Hayward a debutante. <laughs> Man, Freddie, whatever. Uh, what what do you got there in that list? All right, so well, not even on the list. These are two things that are off the list. First thing, do we think that the aerospace engineer from New, near New Jersey, the Monica Rambo knows, is Reed Richards? Reed That's Richards. Oh, okay. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I'm also thinking it's, um, uh, oh my God, sorry. I'm also thinking that it's John Krasinski, un- unfortunately, because I, <laughs> Cynthia and I already fan casted Reed Richards. Who did you fan cast as Reed Richards? I'm curious. Raul Coley. Who? Raul Coley from iZombie. Oh, right. Okay. I know. I didn't know the actor, but I know the show. Yeah. I could definitely see that. Yeah. I have, I have my, my three of four cast in my head for um, the Fantastic Four um, are ridiculous, but it would be, um, uh, I really like the idea of an older Fantastic Four who have been lost in space for a number of years. So I really like the idea of a George Clooney as uh, Mr. Fantastic. I really like Elizabeth Banks as uh, Invisible Woman, because I think that she can be funny and stern and, um, uh, really cool, and I like the idea uh, of H. John Benjamin as just the voice of um, of uh, Ben Grimm, aka the Thing. And it doesn't matter for me for um, Johnny Storm. It could be literally any young. Um, oh, actor. Chris Evans. Yeah, it could be Chris Evans. But I just, I just love the. I think mostly, I just love the idea of just like um, Coach Coach McGurk as um, as the Thing, <laughs> as someone that you just all you need is a voice. You need someone to be kind of schlubby. Uh, that mm-hmm. gets turned into a big rock man. I mean, he's Not already just voiced Michael he's Chiklis in a wig and <laughs> no, it's Sean Benjamin's already voiced a can. So if you can voice a can, <laughs> if you can voice a, a can, you can voice a thing. Yeah. Are you uh, looking forward to what at the beginning of it? Here we are talking about Fantastic Four. Are you is there anything else we want to talk about in terms of fun reboots, a character re envision, vision, envisions uh, that we've seen happen? Um, in the past like i i marvel comics for me as a kid was two characters it was spider-man but also it was iron man so the fact that um that marvel studios came out big with iron man even though he wasn't like a um a tier character who's kind of a lower level character that was just gold for me for him for me he was always 
one of the biggest Marvel characters, even though reality, I knew he wasn't the biggest selling character. According to him, he's the biggest. According to him. Sure. To him. But I even think though he's also, a weed little man. It was also brilliant to come out with a character that, uh, like Bruce Wayne, didn't get his powers from gamma rays or whatever, he, or, or from a planet that he came from. They were made by his own ingenuity. Um, but I am mega excited for Ironheart. Like seeing the oh. uh, Riri Williams is the coolest character. Like I can't wait for that. I I I want when I started reading that comic was after I think Iron Man two. I saw the movie and I wanted I wanted my favorite comic character to go away so we could have Ironheart now. It's like is there anything else that you guys would love to see happen in the MCU because I'm so I'm actually so worried about the Fantastic Four. I'm just worried it's gonna suck ass and would not be that thing that what would is they do that they've done so well with in the past. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How could they go wrong? How could they go wrong? Um you know, if Reed Richards isn't uh Monica Rambo's friend, it could always be Riri Williams, Ironheart. She is an true. expert. Yeah. Okay. Well that that, but, that Okay, other reboots, other things you you would be excited uh, for. Um, I'm excited for the Young Avengers. It seems like they're setting that all up, introducing Wanda's kids. Mm -hmm. Little oh, wow. little Hulkling. I think it's a long shot, but if Riri's the expert that Monica is bringing in, then we've got like half of the Young Avengers. Mm -hmm. Uh, okay, uh, Michael or Richard, is there any in the past a reboot that you've seen with characters? I would also say like I'm a big Jason Aaron fan as a writer and anything he's done with Thor, anything he's done with Wolverine, I've always loved yeah. to see I'm, how he re-envisions those things. I would, I would say that, I was going to say, I would say Pet Avengers. <laughs> if we can get that launched as a movie, I'm on board with that. Definitely, um, whatever they're going to do with the X-Men, I think is going to be pretty interesting and different from what they've done. And um, uh, I just want to see a five foot three Wolverine. I, I just want it. Yes. I want to time yeah. travel and just get Glenn Danzig back <laughs> into the you. fold. Thank you. I've been I shouting want, this for years. I want Love a tiny, a tiny, ugly, King. hairy man to just come in and just <laughs> tear ass as like Wolverine. Um I don't know. I, I think the, the part of the problem is that Wolverine became so dominant in the nineties and early two thousands that like all the stories revolved around him the same way, weirdly in like the, um, in like the two thousands or the 2010s that all the stories started revolving around mystique as like, uh, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. These kind of like the side characters I want, I just want a really good, I want a really good, like, uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey story yeah. that like it doesn't that doesn't end in like the Phoenix saga right away. Like okay. if, if that takes they if that just... takes like fifteen years, I just want I just want uh, I want them I want them to start with like the five the five original X Men and slowly build up over a long time. They but they'll, they're not going to do it. It's gonna... yeah. It had so <laughs> much Here's my. I think, that, I think ultimately what they had what what they ultimately had with the Mystique was that they just. Um. Uh. They had a, a good looking, uh, you know, Rebecca Romaine naked all the time, um, and then uh, it, that transferred into, um, oh, Jennifer what's her Lawrence. name, Jennifer Lawrence blowing up as an actress, and like, oh, she's suddenly the Academy Award winner, Jennifer Lawrence, or Academy Award nominee, and then her part has to expand. It's like, wasn't it about Professor Rex? And mm. Are you sure they didn't just have a blue man fetish? There's that too. There's a lot of there's a lot of blue X Men out there. I I have two pitches. Kevin Feige, mm. I know he listens to this podcast because why, why wouldn't he? Um, here are my two pitches. A, it takes place in a hospital with all the doctors from the Marvel universe working at a hospital. It's called Marvel Medical. So you got okay. night nurse. Yeah, night nurse. <laughs> she's there. Doctor Doom, pediatrician. <laughs> Doctor Octopus. Doc -oc. Uh -huh. uh, OBGYN. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. Chair. I think I think there's a hospital sitcom where Dr. all the Stephen doctors. Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, psychiatrist. I don't know what he. What is he? 
also okay other pitch other pitch um the radioactive spider that bites peter parker gains uh good math skills and the inability to talk to girls (laughs) (laughs) well he didn't bite the spider what no, the spider. Didn't bite there's this. a tr- there's a transition of oh, I see. fluids. Okay. Like transfer of fluids. Yes, viscosity uh, happens, and then things yeah. go back and forth. Yeah. PM PM Kevy Kevy. I'll tell uh, you tell Disney where to send the check. <laughs> nice. I'd what like about to propose a, uh, everything oh, that Jeff said, but replace all the characters with Muppets except for one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, now I have to send the check to you. As soon as I get the check, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna endorse it. And I'll mail it to you. Cynthia, you what were we gonna say? If you have a six hundred, I'll keep the twelve. Oh, okay. No Sesame Street characters though. Um yeah. so like an X Files, but with Jimmy Woo, I think would be a really fun oh, yeah. show as well. Oh, that's great. That's funny. Jimmy Woo rhymes with Scooby Doo, which was the X Files before there you go. The X Files. Okay, magic. guys. Well, what else do we want to do or say or talk about or discuss before we wrap it up? Any thoughts? Let's uh, just to jump do you back. Want to, should we theorize what we think will happen in WandaVision or do I want to talk about I would love something it. else entirely? No, I love it. I no, love let's it. go with that. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, uh, Winfield, what do you got? What do you, what do you theorize? Oh, I think um, I, I'm going to go with my, I, I think Vision's going to come out of this thing just cold and heartless and working for the government and Wanda's gonna uh, survive and go off and uh, I don't know I I don't have a really interesting thing I just I just I just want to see that visual of of uh, vision is kind of like this kind of marble stone statue just but the an anti Paul Bettany anti um, uh, engaging okay. just something cold cold and silent and empty i think that's i think that would be a real great heartbreaking end to the story paul bettany p-a-l-l paul <laughs> bettany okay no all insert empty. insert the we'll cricket noises after. there wait what after he turns stone cold he'll be called all empty all empty okay do you think he's going to be uh a weapon or do you think he's just going to be dead uh that's a good question. I mean, it depends on what they what they do with sword. Obviously, it seems like they're opening up this the multiverse thing to um, all these other encounters with people from all over the universe and the multiverse. So maybe he'll be. I, I don't think he'll care. Maybe he'll just go back into storage and be like, till the next. You know, Paul, Paul Bettany's like, till the next time you need me, see you. Mm-hmm. Okay, back on right. the I'll be there. Charging dark. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> all right, Kirsten. What do you think? Um, I blew my load on the Ultron thing, but I got more. I can generate okay. more. <laughs> I'm, I'm good on my feet. Um, I think when she expanded the borders of Westview, she actually created mutants, much like how we saw Monica Rambeau's DNA being altered. Hmm. It kind of bums me out if that's how she ends up becoming Photon or whatever her other million aliases are, because I also would really like to see her as Captain Marvel. So we'll see what happens there. But I think she's actually creating mutants. And then for some goddamn reason, there's a mm-hmm. rift. I'm blaming Doctor Strange per usual. Yeah. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Doctor <laughs> Strange. Um, that he caught, he either has he has something to do with it. There's a rift in the multi multiverse and we're getting all the Fox X-Men mutants. And that's going to mm-hmm. marry into the mutants that... Um, wanda created and then i think ultron has something to do with it and i also think that sword is is still being controlled by hydra like shield was so i think there's a whole other thing they're going to spin off there because my um trust has been broken since watching the mandalorian and realizing that season two is basically just a setup for like 10 other shows oh yeah (laughs) yeah so they're all about the big picture and i think that's what's gonna Mm-hmm. I think I think setting things up. I think there's one aspect that hasn't really been taken into account is this, this entire last year of all these Marvel movies that usually would come out in such a strategic point where you know there's a Black Widow movie that has been pushed back and the Eternals movie which was pushed back and the Eternals 
especially are about this really super deep history of the Marvel universe that explains superheroes and gods. And, uh, you know, it, it brings all of these uh, characters from the cosmos back into earth, but from like, you know, from millennia ago, they often explain mutants and the deviants and the inhumans and have all these little like DNA strands of what the Marvel universe was going to become. And I think they've probably had to either retool or reconfigure what they've wanted to do. And I think if, if WandaVision had come out right around now, just after the Eternals had was slated to come out, you know, a few months ago, I bet, I bet there would, I, there'd be things that would be kind of recontextualized. Oh. So that's, that's, I'm, I'm interested into that um, expansion in the creation of mutants that way. That's very interesting. Yeah, they had to pause filming on WandaVision. I wonder once they figured out when things were going to be released, if they had to do some retooling during WandaVision, during the filming yeah. of it, just to mm-hmm. keep it. But here's, this, everyone, this is, this is, I don't have any money to pretend to bet on this. <laughs> These are the main, the main points. I think Hydra is controlling S.W.O.R.D. and is trying to get Vision back and Ultron's involved somehow. I think Mephisto, I hope to God, we got a flaming homosexual the devil. devil. I want a hot <laughs> Need gay, my devil. gay representation. <laughs> um, and then uh, we're going to get the Fox X-Men universe in and possibly have Wanda creating mutants in the meantime. And we all know that's Agatha Harkness and things aren't going to end well yeah. for her. So nice knowing you, Kavanaugh. I do what I am excited about. Uh, based on the ending of the last week's episode with the circus is that Tim Burton will be directing the next episode because <laughs> clowns. But, but Monica Rambeau is in it. He doesn't like oh. people of color. Oh my God. I didn't know that. Recast Monica Rambeau with Johnny Depp. Which would be so ironic because he has that quote about the Brady Bunch. He's all like, I just, I liked it. I like the Brady Bunch and not when they used to make it too political by bringing in people that aren't white. Burton said that? Yeah. yeah. I'd never She'll heard ruin that. everybody for you. Don't listen oh, to her. Oh, well. Okay. But you will All never right. take away my flaming homosexual yeah. devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's got to be in it. Uh, devil is also in Star Wars. Isn't he in the cantina band? There's just the devil. Just, yeah. just the just devil sitting, sitting out there. Just sitting there next to a gorilla with horns. Oh, and please bring Howard Duck in at some point. Yeah. You don't just tease that in, Pet Avengers. in Infinity War. Pet Avengers. So uh, you mentioned the devil, and Jeff, you didn't ask me for my theory. Thank you, Jeff. Sorry, dude. Um, I think that Dottie is actually Mephisto. I was wondering where she'd been since breaking that glass. Yeah, we okay. haven't se- well, we haven't seen her. She, last, she was last seen in the Bewitched Cripe episode, talking about how everything was for the children even though there were no children at the time there was in a Westview. flash of her in the third one. Oh, was when, there? When Wanda created all those supernatural things because she was in labor. Oh, it was I a did... really short cutaway thing where she's like, did the lights go out? And her husband's sitting there. Oh, mm. She's saying, do these earrings make me look fat? That's what it was. That's right. And okay. the lights went out and, they, and it's her husband's like, oh, thank God. Didn't know that. I, that's just my theory is that, that, that Dottie is is just there's something really odd about her and i think that she may be the person pulling all the strings and it makes sense if that's who it is it's mephisto that's very interesting this is the most virginia wolf of a sitcom that i've ever seen there's these very beautiful brilliant people um who have an amazing amount of weaponry to fire at each other and a vision and Wanda going at each other is one of the most enjoyable things that I've seen. And I love it when they are Robin, Laura, Petri, and I love it when they are uh, Lucy and Ricky, but I love it uh, when they're Vision and Wanda kind of going head to head too, and that we've been able to see all of that stuff in this series has been so, so pleasing for me. I also love, uh, I am an, I'm employed by a major entertainment company that is uh, represented by a mouse as their mascot and so i i've been enjoying this cathode blast of all their culture coming through uh my tv but um one of my favorite things is putting cinema actors like paul bettany and elizabeth olsen on the small screen 
and then having them do this kind of confectionery acting where they're silly, silly, silly. And then all of a sudden being movie actors is so fucking cool because Paul Bettany can go from being the goofy, dumb husband to turn around and have so much like seething underlying energy into it. It's like knocks me over because I go, oh yeah, he's a real fucking movie actor. That stuff has been awesome. That's the what MCU I like. has been great about that, bringing in like, I'm surprised Meryl Streep hasn't shown up. Oh, yet. yeah. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm surprised by the, the kind of I mean, I'm sure money has something to do with it, but mm -hmm. I'm sure that there are also fans too, just who they've been able to pull in. Yeah, you've got Tilda Swinton playing absolutely the wrong character so well, like she she's just brings so much realness and gravitas and everything to that. So just or Benedict Cumberbatch in that stupid goatee and wig but it's just making it all work so well Jack Nicholson how many is fandoms are he, is he involved in now like every single one yeah I feel like Hugo Weaving has him topped because he's Lord no, of the Rings Hugo Weaving's a bottom for sure <laughs> your devil is going to top Hugo Weaving I think that's what I'm thinking and it's going to be a Mephisto but it's going to oh be my. spelled differently he's going to get some red skull Oh, he's gonna fist it. Yes, we've come to this. We've come to this. I'm sorry, it always they, comes to this. I'm just bringing him down to our level. <laughs> if they can, Cynthia, if they what, can, what do you think is gonna happen? Yeah, I'm really interested to see who the the missing person is that that uh, Jimmy Wu said there. You know, when he he came in looking for the person that tipped him off to the whole hmm. phenomenon. Yeah, is it Ralph? The uh, I believe it's Ralph who is the the Agnes's husband. Agnes's husband that we've never seen. That's a theory. And Ralph was the was like the one of the aliases in Mephisto too. I think in the comics. Oh, oh he was. Oh. Mm -hmm. if I okay. Remember correctly. While we're in the Disney Plus realm, has anybody seen Earth to Ned? Has anybody watch that? Earth to Ned. No. No. It's like if the Henson Company put on. Jiminy Glick, it's kind of this character is this kind of hapless goofball alien trying to trying to be a talk show host. Yes, uh, you had me. You had me at Jiminy Glick. You have seen it. Yes, yes. it was fantastic. Yes, I yes. set my bar so low coming in thinking ah this is going to be the stupidest thing and these goofy characters and just the. Uh, the kind of the B-list of Hollywood that comes and sits on the couch, like <laughs> clearly they were doing a voice for a Pixar cartoon and somebody said, hey, come here, come around this corner. Hey, sit down on this couch. You're in a show now. And uh, <laughs> it's just delightful because it just feels, for me, it feels like the kind of goofiness that Henson had way back in the day uh, in a talk show format. And I freaking love it. Sidebar. It's so well done. I think I was. I think I was talking to you about it, Kirsten. And I was like, if our podcast can be half as good as this show, then we're we're made. We're I done. do remember that. I I thought you usually reference Space Ghost. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, love, I did the Space Ghost rewatch. Oh my god! And that's the thing that Space Ghost invented Adult Swim. Essentially, it was kind of like the. Oh, let's take some leftovers. I think, we got I think marijuana invented. Yeah, I think swim. marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we got $40, the bong's full. Let's make some <laughs> cartoons. So, so Masters oh, wait, of the speaking Obvious. Speaking of which, yes. speaking of Adult Swim, Robot Chicken is animating the MODOK oh, um, wow. show. Yeah. I'm really excited about that with Patton Oswald in it. Is that on Hulu or is that on Plus? I forget where that's gonna wow, go that's a good question i think it might be on hulu or something i feel like yeah hulu gets most of the cartoons uh, so that would make sense but it feels like a disney but does disney have other i don't know if it's gonna be other streaming the, services yeah oh yeah yeah well they disney do. owns okay. hulu so hulu it is hulu yeah i can what? confirm this yeah yes. disney only has majority holdership in hulu so I'm that's gonna where check they... my underwear to make sure that it's not <laughs> also disney <laughs> back of my shirt <laughs> all my gym clothes all right dude so thank you so much for chatting with us i don't know how much more conjecture we can get out of this probably a lot based on how much people are talking about on the internet but um i appreciate us i appreciate us who we are together let's Beautiful. keep this sacred space um thanks so much for taking your time i know you just got back from a trip cynthia so you're probably jet lagged and tired and all that kind of stuff 
And I know, Kirsten, you oh, have- She moved. You have, you moved? Mm-hmm. How do you have stuff on the wall already if you just moved? Oh, I, this is, I'm renting somebody's condo. This is not my place. Okay, okay, okay. And Kirsten, I know you have 47 kids, so I know you're- Oh, 48 just now. Oh, girl. I, literally just had one. You, you, I'm so good at it. You don't even notice Gay, when I'm having that. Gay devil knocked her up so quick. She had Rosemary's <laughs> baby just right there. In the seat. Sure did. <laughs> uh, that is, that's is one thing I am not looking forward to is like the, uh, uh, like the elitist, uh, not elitist, but like the kind of the right wing. If a Mephisto is entered, if like Marvel introduces a literal devil into like, oh, uh, things of like the nonsensical uproar that will come out and be yeah. bandied about by uh, PMRC, Tipper Gore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, the fill in the ben blank. Ch- then Ben Shapiro could do like a superhero Jesus. And then Gina Carana could be on it. Gina Carana right. could, <laughs> could play superpower Jesus. I right. can't believe between Bill Burr and Gina Carana. <laughs> she got so, axed first. The she's the one, yeah. <laughs> That's so surprising. <laughs> All right, duders. Well, it seems like Bill Burr actually develops as a person. And I don't think Gina does. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you I so much. Just, thank you for talking I'm to us. I'm going to go throw up because I just defended Bill Burr. Yeah, thank you that's, for talking to us. That's, that, that's a shocker of the week right there. I appreciate it. People can find your podcast where? Answers probably everywhere, right? In your underwear. In your underwear. When you least expect it, there's a hot breath on your <laughs> neck. Um, you can go to mastersoftheobvious.com. You can stream it on there. You can stream it on every podcast platform, Apple, Spotify. And you can find us on Masters of the Obvious on Instagram and on Facebook and Masters of the O on Twitter. And I swear to God, I'll be back on there and you're going to regret the day that I did return because... I have no self-control when it comes to social media. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure. Michael, Richard, I know uh, normally at the end of their uh, Mount Rushmore, we uh, decide which is going on, which Mount Rushmore choices are being etched on the mountain. I don't Jeff, know Jeff gonna... get out of this. We don't decide anything. You decide all. I, I decide it, and it's just going to be the devil. It's just going to be oh, Mephisto. That's it. Gay devil. Gay devil. Maybe four of them. Just flaming just up. Him. Just it's him. just him. Just him. Hymns. Standing proud. I think you should just call this episode Diversity Hires. I think we should absolutely do it. Thank you for listening to the Diversity Hires episode of the Mount Because uh, Cynthia's a pygmy. I'm a gay woman. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. We're checking so many boxes here. 